Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. But here the water dries up. Now I can just see this. Elijah in the hot sun. How long can you go without water? Not very long. And if you've been to Israel, we've been over there numerous times. The hottest I remember was when the, my thermometer goes up to 120 and doesn't go higher. And it was at 120 and it couldn't go higher. In the dry desert, you cannot go very far without water. Somehow this man was surviving, but he needed to hear from God very soon because there was no water. Can you imagine him walking up and down somewhat and thinking, I can't walk any more than this. If I do, I'm going to die, lest I will not find water. And maybe he turned some stones upside down, right down in the brook, and maybe got a little bit of that brownish water, and he drank of that just a little bit. Oh, it tasted so good. It was dirty and all that, but it was something for his tongue. And then on his knees, God, you're keep, you're, I'm in the midst of a miracle. Every day that it's not raining is a miracle because it was based on a prophecy that I have prophesied. I have told him it won't rain. It's not raining. That's a miracle. You, as you can do that, you can do this. Why, God? Why aren't you bringing me rain? God was balancing something in him. If Elijah would have had every prayer answered on the spot, he would have become a large, proud man. God looks at man and he sees what he needs. And he knows how to deal with him. He knows when to hold the rain back. He knows when to hold the water back. He knows when he wants, he wants to hear sometimes the man that begs and reminds him of what he said and see the turmoil of the man on the inside. Is he going to turn his face from me? See, a lot of times we think that God is interested. See, see what God is trying to do here, he's trying to make a strong heart in Elijah, not a hardened heart. The option is a strong heart or a hardened heart. In this balance, when God deals with us, sometimes our heart wants to get hard and just say, you know what? If you're going to do it that way, I've had enough of this, God. I've been up to here with this. I'm done with faith. I'm done with this religion. I'm done with my life before you. You've promised me things. It's not happening. I'm done with it. That's a hardened heart. But God has to bring you down the same wadis, the same corridors of dry creek beds to make a strong heart. And you have the option, if you're a spiritual man, they become strong. The heart becomes strong, not hardened. When your soul is in charge, you become hardened. And you say, I have had enough with God. When your soul and your spirit, the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is in charge of your heart, it makes your heart strong. When the flesh is in control, it hardens your heart. Now you say like this, when you look on a perspective of moment by moment, you think, well, maybe in a 20-year period. No, I'm talking about this is a man that needed water and he needed it now. And at this point, 
if I head for Jerusalem, there's probably no water there. And I'll probably be killed. If I head for Samaria, there's probably no water there. The Jordan River obviously has been dried up. There's nothing there. Where do I go? God, now it's too late. If I start walking the wrong direction, I'm going to die in my tracks. I have to hear from you where to get water and food. Because it's obvious the ravens stopped coming. So he leaves the place and he walks 80 miles or 70 miles because God said like this, and I'll read the verse. Now before I get to that, let me just look at some other things here. I have a, a verse out of Isaiah 26.3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Not thou will keep him in perfect peace if he goes by what he sees. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. God, you're my provider. I have no water. God, I'm in the hot sun. This whole thing is a dust pan. It's, a, it's like a crust of a pie crust. It is so dry, there's nothing anymore. In fact, the cities are drying up. People are dying. It hasn't rained for three years. And I'm in the midst of this. But I'm going to follow what David said. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Father, I'm going to trust in you. I'm so thirsty, I don't know which way to turn. Please, God. You see, it's, it's, it works just like it did, does for us. There's time you get very desperate. You say, God, I really need to hear from you. God, I really need to hear from you. I'm quite discouraged right now. It seems that everything has been going upside down. God, is it because I've done something wrong? Is it because my wife has done something wrong? Is it because my husband has done something wrong? Am I working at the wrong place? Am I, what is wrong with me, God? Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. God, it is no more about the dry land. It's about you. You need to teach me. You need to show me. And I'm at peace with this. And if I die next to this creek bed that you said that I will be fed by it, and I will be drinking water by it, if I die in this place, I'm going to die in peace. It talks about peace. But it talks about perfect peace. There's a difference. Perfect calmness. And that's what God was trying to teach him. God, I believe, was trying to bring balance to his flesh man and his spiritual man. Because what Elijah did not see is there is a huge battle right ahead of him. But he didn't see it. All that Elijah could think perhaps was, I'm so thirsty. I just need a little bit of a glass of water. But what God was seeing, a tremendous big battle being fought where all the Baal gods will lose their heads or the Baal prophets will lose their heads and they will die by the creek of Kishon. That's what God saw. But Elijah was, I just need a drop of water. I just need a little bit of water. Just... Just, oh, what do you think Elijah would have done if he had this? God, I need it so much. God saw the whole picture. He said, you know what? 
Elijah, I need to bring a little bit more balance to you here yet. I'm going to take you and direct you to the most impossible place. And I want you to go up to uh, Zidon, which is no north of Tyre. This will be about 70 miles away now. And I'm going to have you go up there through the scourging hot desert sands, and it's rough. I'm telling you, it's rough. I know it. And to walk up there, and there you will be meeting a widow. Oh, you have a partner? No, it's not a partner. It's a widow. And the widow would be the last one to have any food or anything. But he said, God said, I put it in the heart of a widow to take care of you. But God, I trusted you for the creek. Are you, are you sure? I've been let down now. Am I going to be let down twice? If I walk up there and there's no widow there to feed me, and by the way, the widows would be the ones that would have needs of anyone because they're not out there working perhaps. They can't, might have children at home to take care of. So don't send me to a widow. They probably have nothing. And you're telling me that you, you told me that you spoke to a widow up in Tyra or in Zidon? I don't believe this. I've taken your word once, and now I'm let down. Do you think I'll believe you again? But it was dry. The battle of Elijah. The creek dried up. But there was another creek that was drying up inside Elijah that he only discovered when the rain stopped falling. Sometimes when God takes us through these times, he discovers things in our life that we would not find out any other way. How many of you have been embarrassed already because God showed you something and it seemingly looked like it fell apart? And you started blaming yourself and then you question and then you, you just... I want nothing to do with God's plan concerning that anymore. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. God showed me this. It's not happening. And yet there's other things that are happening. And Elijah was like a whirlwind. I mean, there, there was so much activity around him. The land was drying. People were dying. And it was in the mouth of Elijah to say, let it rain. And he could have said it as he was there. He said, you know, it's according to my word. Let it rain. I don't care what Israel happens to them. If they all die, if they all forsake God, let them die so that I don't die. No, he did not take that option. He had the power in his heart to say that according to the word of God. But he had more of a concern for Israel and the condition because they were not seeking the face of God and they were going after groves and false gods of all kinds. He had that in his heart. He could do one or the other. He said, I'd rather die. I'd rather die from thirst and from starvation than to let Israel die to our own God. So he goes up, and there he walks. Can you see him go 70 miles? There he goes. He probably would have crossed the Sea of Galilee, which was dry. There's nothing in it anymore. Because he could have gotten water. He was not far from it. So the Sea of Galilee was dried up. Can you see the big hole? And there he walks on up and he goes across some of the mountains and he heads on up. 
There's probably no other passengers on the road, probably nobody else out there. It was too hot, it was too dry, people wouldn't move, they were dying. Three and a half years of rain in a primitive country like that, in America would be different. For three and a half years, we would certainly find it out, and it would certainly hurt us huge. But we'd dig wells deeper. There was, they did not have that convenience. So there they go. In Hebrews chapter 13, 13, there is something about this Christian life that I like to put my anchor down and know that this is the way it's going to be the rest of my life. Yeah? Know what I mean? I'm a businessman. I like to know what direction I'm going. I like to know what next. I like to see direction. I, I, I like that security. Well, when you look at Hebrews chapter 13, 13, it says, Let us therefore go forth, therefore unto him, without the camp, bearing his reproach. There he goes. He had a little camp spot down there by Jareth, and, and that was where he had burned his little fires to make his meat and so forth, and no more water and so forth. He, he, just, he left the camp, and he, he bore a reproach by walking away from what God had promised. Verse 14 for here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. And, and it becomes his life. If you look at the life of Elijah, it becomes his life. After that, he's always moving. He's out running horses. He's running all the way down to Sinai, to the cave Horeb, which is several hundred miles away, fearing for his life. There's so much moving going on in him. Verse 15, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. What is so obvious that he was probably Elijah, if I know this experience, his surrender, what God was teaching him, that balance. He kept walking, going up towards Sidon, just thinking. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.